When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Wendy. And welcome to the Toasted Toast Marshmallow, Marshmallow Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Podcast. Tonight on the podcast via Zoom, we have comedian Tyler Bowe with us today. Thank you and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being on tonight. <laughs> How are you tonight? I'm well. Very happy to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Where are you at? Portland? I am, yeah. Portland, oh. Oregon. Okay. Is that yeah. your home? It is. Born and raised uh, and left and returned. So. <laughs> Children on the wall behind you, I think. Yes. Pics. We are in uh, kind of uh, our downstairs office uh, room. So, yeah, we got some pictures of the kid over in the back. And, nice. Uh, yeah. Now, how many kids? I was going to say Portland is awesome. I, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this, which is why we're back. Uh, but yeah, two kids. Uh, I've got uh, a son that's nine and a daughter that's six. Oh, awesome. Six and a half. Six and a half. She was correct. Six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> when you're that age, you can't leave out halves and quarters <laughs> or even eights. <laughs> yeah, seriously, counting months. <laughs> what were you going to say about Portland? Oh, I just love place. Portland. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing place. So, where did you, you left? Born and raised, then left and came back? Yeah, so uh, my wife, Miranda, did grad school in Boston. So that took us to Boston. We were there for about five years. Boston. Um, after that, yeah, after that, we moved to Los Angeles and we lived there for about five years and then made our way back here. So. What was yeah. L.A. like for you? Uh, it was... It was uh, you know, good and bad. I mean, there's, there's ups and downs into any city. Uh, I'm glad I experienced some of the different cities uh, and places that we lived for sure. Um, L.A., I mean, it's so much bigger. Yeah. Traffic is always bad. The weather's pretty amazing. I mean, you know what I mean? You, you move down there and coming from a place where you're like, oh, I love the seasons and, and all that. And then you go down to L.A. and people are like, you know, don't you get 
tired of just the the, the sun, the sun, and, the, and you, you kind of don't. You feel like you should, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you know, it's not bad. Although it, it is weird, I think a lot of people have expressed that it like it warps your sense of passage of time. Okay, because. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times when you are, you're talking with friends or something, you're like, oh, I remember that, that thing that happened. That was last winter or that was, you know, that was in the yeah. fall, I remember, because it was cold. and da -da. But in L.A., it's just like, you're like, oh, it was sunny in 70. And you're like, it could have been <laughs> any time, any given day. Yeah. I remember we moved there and we moved there in February, I think. And the day, like we drew, we left Boston, and there was like three feet of snow. So you went Just, cross country and drove. Yeah, yeah. When we moved, we oh, drove, wow. and it was it was a crazy experience because that week there had been just a crazy snowstorm, one of those you know once a decade storms that like came up through Texas and dumped snow on like Texas and Every, uh, you know like eastern through yeah. like a third of the country wow. got hit, and a lot of places that weren't used to it. So. Uh, it was just a nightmare. And then we got to LA and the day we arrived, I think it was 80 and we okay. went swimming. That's so weird. Yeah. Jeez. So we drove through this like devastating <laughs> storm, ice, yeah. snow, all that. We get to Los Angeles. That's like swim chunks and, and, wow. and yeah. sunblock in yeah. February. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we've been here between like last week and this week last week it was like 70 people are planting gardens yeah this it week snowed. it snowed yeah. <laughs> yeah we had the same thing that like fake out like oh here it comes and yeah. then uh i think sunday night or monday morning uh we got like three four inches of snow oh which wow it's not very typical for portland so yeah. um wow yeah this is the new this is the new weather that we're all enjoying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we went to uh, L.A. at one point and went to the comedy store and, and the uh, Laugh, Laugh Factory. Factory. Yeah. And we were just overwhelmed with how long everything takes to get to. <laughs> yeah. That was our main yeah. thing. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been uh, I grew up in California, but I've been in Idaho for almost 20 years. And so, yeah, going back, you just sort of like, OK, this is for, what it's forget. like being around a lot of people yeah. all the time. Yeah. The biggest lie in L.A., I think it's, it's like 20 minutes. Everyone's like, oh, 20 minutes, like 20 minutes away. Like, oh, yeah. And yeah. if you have a helicopter, maybe, <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. How are you getting anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. In 20 minutes. Right. So but, what did you uh, do in L.A.? You you did a couple TV things and. Yeah, um, I um, it was I feel like I had some pretty quick uh, opportunities yeah. when I when I first got to L.A. I mean, I'd been doing stand up for um, I don't know. I have to do the math now, like probably eight or nine years, maybe when we moved there, maybe eight years. Um but I got uh, a few opportunities like to shoot some pilots and stuff like that um, and help with writing one that never really got off the ground. Wow. And um, I had two pilot projects that like uh, that actually went to like filming and, and, and got edited and, and produced and all that. Oh. And they just never got, oh. they got pitched and they never got. And, so and that was, that was like a cool experience, uh, but also very eye-opening because if you work in TV or uh, movies, it's like there's so much stuff that gets 
um, made but never sees never the light of it. day. Yeah. So it feels like a victory to like oh good uh, to just be involved in that process and and do she that. But then a ton. I've always been very cautious about telling people about like what I'm working on because especially in LA because there's so many like maybes and almosts and near misses. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, afterwards I'd tell friends, oh yeah, I did this pilot. It never went anywhere, but it was cool or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like jumping on social media, you know, right. people can make Look at what I'm like, doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I got this big announcement coming. I got this big announcement coming. And then yeah. people be like, hey, what happened to that show? Like, yeah, it never oh. worked out. I, yeah, nothing happened. Do you get paid at all during that time? I mean, is that all just free? <laughs> I th- Well, it depends on the project. I mean, okay. if it's a legit, uh, if it's a legit, like produced like studio i mean you should be getting paid everyone should be getting paid yeah but i definitely one of the projects that didn't go anywhere um uh i did not get paid and it was funny because i came in as like as like talent just as a comedian actor and then me uh myself and one of the other comics that got hired he was hired because he's a really strong writer um and uh then the producer was like, hey, we want you to write. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to be in like a writer's room with like real like TV writers. Yeah. And then she was like, no, they're like, I want you and Corey you're, to you're write the... this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, it was one of those things where like, it was just that like the light bulb goes on like, oh, one, um, I'm in over my head, sort of, but also two. I'm like, oh, this isn't nearly as professional as I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Or um, cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. being and one that, of those writer's rooms, I think, would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. While you were in L.A., did you perform at the Comedy Store? You know, uh, I did when I first got there. That was like the first club, I think, of the mate. So the the big clubs, like the Laugh Factory, yeah. the, the Improv, and the, the store. Um I think the store might have been the first place that put me up, but at the time, I don't know what the vibe is there now because they're always kind of sort of changing bookers or yeah. changing managers and how they, they operate. But when I was uh, first landed in L.A., um, it was very – I felt like it was that the that classic like drug dealer move, like the first hit's free. Yeah. Like I went down there, and I think I, I think a buddy took me down there. But anyway, the first like the first time I went to the comedy store, they were like, "Oh yeah," and they and they put me up, and I was like, "Wow, I'm, I'm getting on stage at the world famous comedy cool. store," and of course, yeah. I got on stage. I think at like two in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> you know there was like six exhausted uh, yeah. tourists, you know, drunk tourists yeah. in the in yeah. the crowd. But I'm doing it right. This yeah. is the world famous mm. comedy store, uh, and then I came back the next week. And I can't remember if I got up the second week, uh, but then I then the guy that was booking at the time was this guy Tommy, and he was like, "Yeah, come back um, next week, and we'll get you up." And it was it was weird because it was so it was like come back, you know, Monday night eight thirty, da da da, and and it, it's just such a chore to get down there, right? Because no no, it takes forever to get it right. Yeah. And then you got to pay for parking. Yes. Uh, and you'd come to the store, and he and Tommy'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you up. Uh, just just hang out." 
and then you'd hang out for hours until your car is going to expire. And then you're like, I got to go plug the meter. Like, oh, yeah. please don't be my, please don't let this be like when he's going to have me. Right. So I'd run out, I'd plug my meter, I'd come back and I'd sit there for like hours. And in LA, the parking doesn't expire. No. I don't think. Maybe it's midnight or something like that. Oh. But it just feels like, you know, in Portland, always, yeah. you plug a meter to like 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. and then, then it's fine. Yeah. You just, your car's fine. Yeah. Um, but LA, it just like goes forever. Anyway, then I kept coming back and I wouldn't get up. Oh, come back next week. We'll get you up. Yeah. I wouldn't get up. I wouldn't get up. I wouldn't get up. And then I'm like, then, you know, it, it's like there was this weird game at the time. Like how bad do you want it or something? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of comics experience this where it's like the first hits free. Like you'd get up once or twice yeah. and then they would just string you along and it wasn't uh, not like an ego thing or anything, but you're like, if I'm not getting on right. stage, what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but also I didn't, I don't know, this comedy store had a weird vibe sometimes, just like sort of didn't feel like uh, that I was the right fit. So I yeah, gravitated more about, towards how the vibe changes and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every club's a little different too. Like, and I think different comics gravitate towards different clubs. Yeah. So uh, and you find the right fit. Like, Where was like, your spot? Um, I definitely like the improv. Um, I did some spots at the Laugh Factory, but, um, I enjoyed the improv. Actually, the Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club, uh, was probably my favorite, my favorite club to play. I got in there somehow. I don't know. Uh It's a very, very nice club. Uh, and then also the Ice House out in Pasadena kind of became, uh, like what I would say maybe my home club in LA. That's the show, the club where I did the most shows and, 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 uh. So and you, was probably up most frequently. But do you know Brian Redband? Uh, I know the from name. Ice House. And... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just know him through Kill Tony, and he used to do shows at the Ice House. So when we went to L.A., we had no idea <clears throat> really about who we were seeing or what the comedy club. We didn't get the gist of it. A couple times we were on the wrong side when we were lining oh, up. Oh, when we were at the comedy store, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. got into the wrong oh. line to yeah. start. <laughs> it's very confusing to end- out-of-towners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you end up in the, like, the uh, uh, little, what's the side room, the stage two? The, what's there, the original room, the belly room, and the main, and room. The main room. Yeah. Oh, at the, at the comedy store. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah, were yeah. like, what are very we doing? Very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So was it just wanting to get back to Portland that made you decide to move out of LA or? Uh, yeah. A combination of things. Just yeah. uh, Los Angeles fatigue, but also job opportunities, the uh, affordability of housing. Oh, and then yeah. at, the, at the time we had our, uh son and we had just had uh our second kid and in LA we briefly looked yeah we briefly Whoa. looked at uh buying homes in LA and it's just it's ridiculous I mean, housing's housing's crazy everywhere but yeah. like uh where we were it was just like I was actually blown away with it. I remember we applied for a loan and uh or a mortgage you know and uh just to get pre-approved to go look at houses <laughs> and the they set the mortgage rates for like the the area that you're in for like the median home price or whatever. And I remember we got approved and the amount of money that they were willing to loan us. This is also why there was a housing cra- and market yeah. crash. Yeah. And all that. <laughs> yeah. But I remember looking at Miranda and being like, we have no bit like, <laughs> like a ridiculous. Nobody, 
Yeah, like why is anyone loaning like gonna approve? Like this is terrifying even to us. <laughs> yeah, you're like this is way too much money, and um, also exactly like this is why 2007 uh, everything crumbled because people. Yeah. And we're not irresponsible people. I just like you look at you. Okay, this is how much money I'm making right now. This is how much money you're making, and you go. Yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> I always wondered but how it, that worked when. But even at that, you go. We still can't buy anything. We would have had like, you know, um, wow. a lean-to on the side of a <laughs> yeah. actual building or something. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Jeez, but Portland's not uh super inexpensive as well right i don't think it's cheap anywhere if you're in a uh if you're in a legit you know metropolitan area yeah um housing is just absurd and yeah. i feel bad for uh people trying to you know i mean rent's crazy yeah uh, people trying to start their lives it's really tough yeah <laughs> I mean, we, we were, we, when we first moved back to Portland, we were renting for a while. Uh, and then we, we found, uh, a house that kind of fit our needs and, uh, was like within reach. Yeah, I don't even want yeah, to say yeah. in our price range, it was within reach. <laughs> and we had to basically like beg, borrow and steal. Um, well, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't steal anything. We didn't steal anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone shows up hey what was yeah. that all about right. <laughs> we gotta we gotta investigate this no but we we barely got into this house and uh wow. but we did so but yeah and then i feel like things are just going up up and up but yeah no kidding um, definitely yeah we're like we'd be wealthy if we sold but then we couldn't live here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well yeah that's what's crazy when you think about like um if people, you know, they're like, oh, our our home's valued at a lot right now. Like, if we sold, we'd have a bunch of money. But then you're just like, but yeah, then you don't have a house. Then we're then homeless. You need to buy a house. Yeah. And then, unless you leave and go, I don't know, somewhere rural or whatever, where the homes are much cheaper. Like, yeah. You, it's just a lateral move. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 True. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, where we're do you staying. where do you two live in in uh, specifically? We're in Nampa, Idaho, yeah. in a okay little cul-de-sac we're very quiet we have yeah. senior citizens on this side yes the yeah. police department over here yeah and fire <laughs> police too. and fire yeah. so i'm pretty sure like not last time i went to boise but maybe two times ago i went to a rodeo and i think it was in nampa oh yep. yeah yep. would it called one night rodeo in... would that have been a thing or was it the snake river stampede <laughs> that I don't know. It was a big event. Like the radio stations were there and okay. someone at the club got comp tickets and they were like, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> I I'm need like, to go. This, <laughs> th absolutely. I'm all about it. I was like, this is literally my first rodeo. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it would have been so, mine yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I just wanted somebody so bad to ask me, like, I wanted to like oh. do something silly and have people would be like, what are you, what are you doing? You, you moron. And I'd be like, Hey, my first rodeo. Right. Yeah. Uh, Please ask me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd never been to a rodeo till I moved to Idaho. I've and, still uh, never been. I um, worked for uh, Frito Lay for a long time, and uh, the beef jerky they sold at the time, Alberto, was sponsored by 
professional oh, bull boy. riders. So we'd always get free tickets every year <laughs> to go to the professional bull riders. And it's like, screw it. Let's go. Free tickets. <laughs> yeah, I've watched I've watched it on TV. Like that, it's one of the most insane sports. Uh, it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are there other? I'm trying to think of other sports where you're competing against animals. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. you know. That's I mean, it. there's like yeah. horse horse racing, but the the horse is working with you in yeah. that yeah. sport, right? With a bull, like it's you against the bull. Yeah. I mean, I guess fish fishing to some degree is like it's like you against the fish, but it doesn't feel as adversarial no. you're not yeah. trying to ride the fish no. you're just <laughs> that'd be weird it's like back trying in, to trick them uh, coliseum days you're just trying to trick bring a lion out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it's probably about as close as we can get to that right now legally <laughs> yeah. and i'm sure there's plenty of people who like animal rights people who are like it's oh uh, yeah you know it's hard on the bulls i'm sure it is it's probably unfair to them yeah yeah it's it's a crazy sport or whatever you call it, but uh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, what do you call it? it is I think weird. they do call it a sport. Yeah. That's why That's I don't go, goal. honestly. I can't see any, I can't do anything that involves animals in that way, just in case there's an issue with pain or something. That's why oh, yeah. I live in Idaho and have never been. It's, although it is one of the the only situations, I think, where, you know, like, I don't really watch car racing, but when there's a bad car wreck, I feel like even though, like, people are like, ooh, ah, my, and they feel uh, bad, you know, like, oh, my gosh, it's this terrible thing. When someone gets, like, kicked by a bull or, like, really horned or something like that, I feel like people <laughs> in rodeo go, he was asking for yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, like you know, all right. They're, <laughs> yeah. It's one of the yeah. sports where there's, if there's a, severe injury people kind of go kind of probably shouldn't have been set on that yourself bolt. up <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i think they wear helmets now a lot Do of they? them i think so yeah and like and like kevlar vests and stuff which makes you think back to like the the olden days when people were just out there like in a flannel and and levi's yeah <laughs> no exactly kidding. yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a little bit of protection now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how many times have you been to Boise? Couple? Uh more than I can count. Oh so, really? Uh, yeah, I I love coming to Boise. Oh, nice. It's such a uh it's such a cool city. I, like the people have always been really nice and I feel like uh the downtown area is like cool and it all seems like brand new. Like it was all built like ten years ago. Yeah. I know it wasn't, but yeah. Uh um no, I think it, one of the first um, clubs that I that I got in was uh, was the Boise Funny Bone. Back oh in, wow! Uh, okay, back I've in been the day, there. So I, a yeah. while ago. I think, <laughs> I think I came out with. I don't know if you either of you know Susan Rice. If you don't, you should. She's okay. absolutely hilarious. She's fantastic. Um, I think I came out to MC for her. Um, and at the time, it would have been like a break-even deal, like like for the plane ticket. Or yeah. I think if I drove or if I flew, either, either way, way, it would yeah. have been yeah, it would have been a wash money-wise. But I was just like so excited at the opportunity to uh, one work with Susan Rice, who's like a uh, legend uh, and very like well-regarded comic in the Northwest. She's just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, can't say enough good things about her. Um, and she's like my comedy godmother, by oh, the way. Nice. I'm gonna just. 
<laughs> yeah, she was at the first open mic that I did in Portland. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, and she was like like headlining, the, like closing the show. But mm-hmm. she uh, stepped outside after my set and chatted with me real quick and was just like so inspiring. And I was like, um, awesome. It was super cool. Yeah. Anyway, I, I came out to the Boise Funny Bone, and uh, I worked like I was emceeing. And then I think the next time I came back as a feature act, and then I featured there a few times, and just kind of worked my way up. Um, and then when that club closed, I was like, "Oh man!" And then I, I've worked basically at every uh, iteration of the of, of the club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so have but... you been to the lounge? No, this okay. will be my first time, so I'm cool. super excited yeah. uh, about that. Do you and, know Jen? Uh, Jen used to help book uh, or book uh, the, some of the other like clubs uh, okay. previously. So, yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. So, but I'm I'm stoked to be coming to the lounge, and I've heard nothing but great things about uh, how everything's been going with that. And of course, I know Jen's like does puts on great shows and, and is a great yeah. producer yeah. and very funny and so uh excited to be working with her again yeah. and i also because i've been to boise like i there's like places where i'm like oh i'm gonna go eat at this restaurant i'm gonna go get breakfast at big yeah. city uh and uh yeah you ever go there at the big city cafe <laughs> I never have. I thought you were going to say Goldie's. No, yeah. I've never oh. heard of it, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, they're getting Where great is it? good coffee. It's, uh, well, I don't, I don't know the cross streets, but it's a, you know where the, the bridge is, where, like, that skate park is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of over there. That's another thing. Okay. I used to skateboard. Yeah, and, uh, I was reading that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and beatbox to... and nunchucks. Oh. I mean, all these things. <laughs> We went on yeah. a deep doesn't, dive. Have, doesn't everyone have a nunchuck phase when you get oh, into nunchucks? Oh, that's right. None. I, I said numb. Nunchucks, yeah. <laughs> it's none. Uh, I was like, this is an interesting combo. And ballroom yeah. dancing. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you're looking at my, you must be looking at my, like, uh, we are. acting yep. resume or something yeah. like that. Yeah, oh. I took some ballroom dance, little foxtrot, little, uh, nice. what else? Waltz and, With the nunchucks. Uh, Yay. Well, not at the same time. It's way too <laughs> no. It's dangerous for your partner, really. So tell us about um, skateboarding. Oh, I used to skateboard. So like when I uh when I travel now, I go around and like there's I'll, I'll go like you know, come to Boise and there's gonna be like crazy skate parks and I'm like, Oh my gosh, um, I should bring my skateboard with me and then I'm I watch the skaters and I'm like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is why this is why I don't skate anymore because they fall you fall so much it's yeah. inevitable. Yeah. And when I was younger, like a teenager, you know, you fall. I don't ever remember. I remember like going out skating all day, like every day. And I remember going out, and there'd be days when yeah. I would try something like a trick or something, and and just slam so hard. Yeah. And think like, oh my god, I think I broke my arm. <laughs> then you stand up couple minutes later you're like all right i'm okay but like <laughs> yeah falling so hard and then getting up the next day and just going and skating again like i don't ever yeah. remember calling my buddies and being like hey i'm kind of sore i'm not unless you're in a cast <laughs> yeah. no it was crazy like there'd be wounds from the previous day like scabbed over and you just yeah 
Makes I don't sense. ever remember being like sore <clears throat> or Weird. needing to, yeah. you know, oh, I'll take the weekend off because I really went hard on Friday. Like, I don't know. No. But I also feel like uh, if I if I did bring a skateboard to like, say, the skate park at Boise and I fall, break my leg or something like that, just that phone call. I can't imagine <laughs> that phone call to my wife. Like, sorry, like, honey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Miranda, what's what's uh what's going on yeah everything's fine i'm in boise doing these shows here but but i'm in the hospital yeah broke my leg skateboarding yeah. in the skate park trying to be a youngster Jeez. i don't I think it'd like go over well <laughs> so you still have a skateboard though i do i do um mike i gotta i gotta you know get my kids on it teach them uh, oh nice uh, a few little tricks Ooh, great it's a great uh sport and it it teaches, I think, a lot of persistence and and uh, I mean, just because the tricks are so technical. Yeah, you yeah. gotta just if you're prone to giving up, it's not the sport for you. No, so, <laughs> no, no, no. We just somebody, I think maybe Steinfeld or something commented on that. But like, you know, people see sometimes skaters and they think like slackers and lazy. Mm -hmm. It is you gotta you've got to be dedicated yeah, and try can. over and over and over mm -hmm. and over and over and not give up to like be good at skateboarding. Yeah. They just slack in all other parts of their lives. <laughs> and, well, maybe that's it. Yeah. People go slacker and you go, yeah. Cause they're out there trying to Ollie for 15 hours. Exactly. And, yeah. And they should have, should have been reading or putting in a good, honest day's work somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. So what can you still do on your skateboard? Oh, I don't know. See, I used to do a little bit of, I, I used to street skate a lot, but I also yeah. like to skate like ramps, skate parks and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been on a ramp. I can still like, you know, Ollie and uh, like do some, uh, they, they're always changing the names of the tricks. Shove it, uh, yeah. no comply, like some of yeah. the easier tricks, like yeah. kick flips. I can, uh, uh, probably not land a kickflip. It'd probably take me like a hundred tries to land one. Yeah, I think I can I still, still land one either on carpet or grass, but not rolling. <laughs> exactly, it's much safer. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'll, I'll break something these days. So I've transitioned into snowboarding, and preferably when there's powder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The landings are easier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you snowboard at all? I, that used to be, uh, something that I did frequently. I haven't gone in years. Oh. It's just, um, when we were in Boston, it, it's crazy because the winters, they have such severe winters there and there's like tons of snow. So you think, oh, it'd be good skiing. But, mm -mm. um, I don't know where the decent mount, like everyone out there always just says how icy it gets. I mean, maybe it's just like, yeah. you know how different, areas have like different types of snow like sure. oh if you want good powder you got to go to you got to go to Vail or you got to go to you know they got the best powder I don't know apparently Boston just gets ice uh or I don't know where the mountains are but um I haven't been in so long so I don't I don't even have gear anymore I'd have to rent or something oh, like that okay. but, oh, wow. yeah that's rough that's what you you've but always think... said about the east coast snow it's icy yeah, yeah. I've never boarded out there. I've only done it on. Yeah, just a lot of. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. It's terrifying. No. Yeah, the older you fast. get, the scarier it gets. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now so let's um talk about your uh beatboxing yeah so amazing um, yeah so were you, uh, did you compete or was it just a hobby? The acapella group, right? Yeah. So I was in an acapella group in uh, college at U of O. I was in this group called On the Rocks. And um, I was with a group of guys. It was a guys group and it was incredible singers. And I am like a mid-level, like mediocre singer, but the the my vocal percussion beatboxing is what, what sold sold me to the group so that was my that's how i got my uh my in so uh that was good i had such a fun experience in that group but we did um not uh so we did like these iccas which is like international championships of collegiate acapella and so within within that competition they would give awards for like you know best group or best soloist or best vocal percussion so a couple years running i i actually won uh best vp for uh for that which was cool yeah and then when i after after um college when i was just uh on the local portland hip-hop scene i used to break dance and i would go to like hip-hop events and stuff like that sometimes they would do uh, beatboxing competitions and i would i would get involved in that but um the I feel like the skill level and the type of percussion that uh, vocal percussion or uh, that like acapella groups were doing at the at the time is very different than like hip hop and stuff like that. And the stuff that oh my gosh, the stuff that vocal percussionists and beatboxers do now is insane. It's like oh, yeah. everything's always progressing, getting better and <clears throat> better. How did you better. even know you were good at that? Uh, it's I always tell people like it's like the it's one of those things that you should practice a lot before you show anybody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's the same thing with breakdancing. Like if, uh, if you don't, there's like this very steep learning curve. Like if you don't get good, like I'm like, cause people say, Oh, can you teach me how to breakdance? I'm like, do you have six months or, you know, a year for me to show you before you let anyone see you do this? Otherwise people, you're going to just be rolling around. (laughs) flopping on the ground and people yeah. are gonna be like what are you doing and you're gonna be like i'm break dancing <laughs> are you though Jeez. um <clears throat> when i started uh beatboxing in like uh middle school oh wow uh, yeah i just th- there was i got buddies that wanted to like be rappers and i mean didn't everybody you know I didn't. I think so. Me and my friends actually recorded a couple songs yeah. like back like mid-90s. Yeah. In my friend's kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. They were like, we would, that's, we would just hang out and I, like I would beatbox and they would rap or, mm-hmm. and uh, it all, that's where it all started. 
That's a yeah, you're amazing at it. Yeah, I heard some of it in your uh um, dry bar. Dry bar special, yeah. yeah. Like, holy <laughs> wow. crap. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That thing has what, five million views plus your dry bar special? Uh, you know, well um, I don't know. I haven't I haven't It's a lot. Uh, I, I don't know the full special has, I haven't checked recently. Uh but some of the the individual like the shorter clips uh, a couple of them went viral the the main one about music like went viral and got like um i don't know like crazy 15 million yeah, views or something crazy. like that but well, there was a clip we were watching we we're like holy crap a million views <laughs> i think just... that was the, the full special i believe oh, was okay. like at a million yeah, yeah it was it okay. was insane the amount like yeah. wow how do you, know, you do that <laughs> I don't, it's cool it's cool to see that but then i also question like i don't know how the metrics work like I what know. counts as a view and how long somebody watched it or uh the other thing is you can get like obsessive about like oh this is getting views and yeah. then you start reading comments and then you're like it's scary you know, everyone's like don't read the comments but it's so yeah. hard not to <laughs> uh especially if you like get a couple of positive comments you're like oh maybe i'll keep reading yeah, yeah. And there's always like Pain. <laughs> one that'll... yeah yeah people just roast you i don't know i've read a lot of them because it's kind of fun if like uh <laughs> sometimes people do roast you and yeah uh, you ever take them well personally done. You gotta. Sometimes you just gotta tip your hat. You're like, you know, uh, I do look like an accountant. Uh, oh, I saw that one. Or yeah. So you read the comments too. Yeah. It's funny. Sometimes people go, "He looks like a youth pastor," and then I'll chime in and go, "Well, actually, I wasn't a youth pastor, but when I was in college, I was like a high school youth group leader oh, uh, at the Presbyterian church that I went to." So I'm like, "You're not wrong." Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a comment know, on our Facebook page. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we had a comment about my laugh on, on our, YouTube. On yeah. YouTube page. <laughs> yeah, about that lady's laugh is, and I wrote back, that lady's name is Wendy. And the yeah. guy was like, I'm so sorry. She seems <laughs> yeah. very nice. Yeah, they totally <laughs> backed down. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing is I've commented on comments, and then it's funny how people sometimes will pull back and they'll be like, oh, like I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't realize you what you didn't realize. Like I'm a person, a person yeah. that's here and reading this. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not to the. And point then you want to be like, how would that change your mindset if you, like, if you took like one second to stop and think, this is a human. Is the person I'm writing this about going to read this? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, online people think it's anonymous or something, and yeah, going insane. to just some computer and but that everyone needs their opinion there's real people with real feelings behind it <laughs> yeah so if we've if we've made any point tonight here on the That's podcast it. Yeah, exactly yeah be be kind in the comments yeah exactly, exactly. please yeah. folks i can't change my laugh yeah <laughs> But you can change your hair, which I love, by the oh, way. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This was do you a, do, yeah. Do you do your own color? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, this was after um, her hairstylist <laughs> gave her some really crappy color. And so she's like, I'm just dying the whole thing. <laughs> I came home crying from the hair lady about a week ago. Oh, I was no. like, I'm crying about hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Chris is like, I could be so lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I was or like, what do you think if it's know, all pink? A, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you just, did you just take it off for 
for efficiency's sake. Well, you know, I was going bald, and <laughs> you know, so I mean, it is efficient as well. But um, but yeah, it wouldn't look yeah. good if I was trying to grow it out. And now people think he's Tom Segura. Sometimes they it's do. Really it's crazy. <laughs> I can I can see that actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's if you're a comedy fan, that's yeah. There's worse people. It was kind of awesome. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had people. That's the thing I was going to say about YouTube. If you want to find out who you look like, just post a video of yourself yeah. doing anything. Really, they'll tell, they'll tell on you. YouTube. And that's like people just chime in and be like, "Oh, you look like." Yeah. Forrest Gump or <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard some like Jean Claude Van Damme or. Uh, <laughs> Usually when I got my shirt off and I'm and I'm like kicking people in the face, but uh, yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, How does your yeah. wife do deal with a traveling comedian? Is that this? She knew well, this going in, right? Yeah, it was a pre-existing condition. Okay, good. But, but by uh, I don't know how people do. I I I seriously don't know how comics start, um, comedy like late in life when they have already kind of like set the yeah. the ground like they've you know like the, the person who's like uh a lawyer for 20 years and they go I want to try comedy like I guess maybe you by that logic like you've earned it or something like that but um I always thought of it like like motorcycle like having a motorcycle like um Miranda's I would say probably more definitely more risk averse than me mm -hmm. uh so like but if i drove a, rode a motorcycle when we met i feel like then you get married and you're like hey That's you know what you signed it. up for i'm a motorcycle rider this is what i do i'm yeah. Motor, right yeah <laughs> i gotta have the harley it up. yeah yeah uh so if you if that if you rode the bike before like you could probably ride the motorcycle but but like if I came home next week oh, and was gosh. like, I want to get a motorcycle, she would be like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. There's Correct. no way you're doing that. <laughs> um, this is what, that's, it's like the same thing I feel like with comedy is it's, it's such a high, I don't know, to me, it seems like a high risk uh, career move. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're I know, probably working for a long time without getting paid when you're starting. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but yeah, I mean, I look at it too, like, uh, like, because a lot of times people have this weird idea that like you're going to start comedy or, or and you're going to just be one that you're going to be good at it, and mm -hmm. two that you're going to be in a position where you can get paid and make money at it. It's like think of any job, like for the most part, any high skilled job, like, yeah. um, you know, there's a learn, like there's an education process, whether it's mm -hmm. like a four year degree or even if you're like want to do like a trade or something if mm -hmm. you want to be a welder you still got to go learn how to weld before they let you just weld, weld. <laughs> you know yeah. i mean and i think that's the thing with comedies like you can just go do it but that doesn't mean that you're hireable right. or that you're you know that's uh, true i had never they, thought of it like that yeah so yeah i mean if you if you're starting comedy like give yourself some time to you know i mean even like a couple of years to to learn and grow before you even put that pressure on yourself of like, can you do this for a living? I was very, I, I think I came in pretty cautious, but the travel, I don't know. I try to, uh, I try to bring Miranda and the kids with me. Oh, cool. Uh, if I can, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a, like a cool spot to go or a, 
a good gig or they're like fun accommodations or something like that. Some gigs I'm like, uh, you know, uh, let me just get in and get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know where I'm staying. Other, <laughs> it, exactly. So a lot of the times like the, if the town's not super fun or, uh, or the accommodations aren't that great or whatever, then I'll just like, I do this a lot. Like, especially as a, as a working comic, who's a parent and, you know, busy schedules. I do a lot of gigs where I'll drive to the gig, do the gig and turn around and drive home. Oh, wow. If it's, I would say if it's less than, if it's within 200 miles, I'm probably driving home. Wow. After the gig. It's just, part of it is like, part of it is uh, like necessity. Yeah. uh, Miranda, she's a nurse practitioner, so she has her schedule and she works like 12 and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So she's out of the house like 6.30 in the morning um, if she has to go to work. So there's sometimes where if I'm going to take a gig, me taking the gig means that I got to be home the next morning before she leaves for work. For so kids. it's either I do the gig and I turn around and drive home or I go to sleep at the hotel and I get up at – know three in the morning and i drive home no (laughs) so yeah i mean like this weekend i've got uh i got a gig in like puyallup or well that's like you you know where that is yeah puyallup yep been to the fair sort of like near tacoma but if i even if i have a gig in seattle uh if it's like a one-off a lot of times i would just turn around and drive home or yeah um i've done that with gigs all around like washington and oregon oh nice just to get home, you know, the kids got soccer games on Saturday morning. Or yeah, now I saw on your stuff. Facebook. Uh, we don't have really good uh, transitions in this show. <laughs> no, we have blunt transitions. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that uh, you recently uh, did a uh, cruise. You performed on a cruise. Yeah, uh, which was uh, one of the first. That was the first cruise I'd done in. Uh, a couple of years, thanks to COVID, oh, I was man. supposed to I was supposed to get on a cruise ship like March. Oh my god! Fourteenth, March twentieth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was like March fifteenth or sixteenth, twenty twenty. And it was like this game of chicken, like where the I was watching the news and hearing more and more about the stuff, and things were just shutting down. And I'm like, oh, am I getting on the ship? Yeah. And uh, I ended up not going and obviously everything like shut down yeah but uh the cruise that i did that you probably saw was um i did i've done two i think since the start of the year but um yeah i I was kind of like i don't know it's weird we keep having these like these uh these like surges and these dips and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and things started surging again when i got on that first ship and i'm and I saw some people comment like on Facebook, like, I can't believe you're, you know, in the middle of an Omicron surge. And I'm like, I didn't book this. I didn't book the gig like this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I booked this months yeah, ago when things were intention. like <laughs> looking like we were out of the woods. Yeah. And things like started surging like literally that week. But, you know, I don't know. You, you do the best you can. It's like, all right, we're vaccinated. Like the ship has higher level protocols than the outside world right yeah so uh anyway what do you uh, think about the cruise ship comedian do you have to play it safer or you have to be more general because of the wider audience or is that a thing i would 
I was actually kind of surprised because I generally tend to work on the cleaner side, especially if I do a cruise ship. I know that they want um, not just clean, but a lot of times they'll say, you know, don't talk about politics. Right. Don't talk about, you know, certain things. And that's that's my show in general. Like mm-hmm. I, I want everyone to have a good time. I want everyone to leave feeling happy. I'm not trying to like go up there and soapbox from the stage and, you oh, know, okay. uh, uh, but um I was actually surprised the ship because I, I think I worked cleaner than some of the other comics that I worked with were pushing things a little further than I was. And I was like, oh, like this, if this is cool with, you know, uh, Norwegian, like that's who I was, the, the oh, ship uh-huh. I've worked on the last two times. Uh, I was like, all right, well, if they're doing that, then you're golden. I'm definitely good. Yeah. 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 How do you feel like the audiences compare to like audiences on land? Is there a difference? I think it depends on like the ship and the oh. route. Cause like there's some routes that are like, you know, they leave Miami. It's like a three, like a weekend cruise like a party and like, party. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have like, so in May I'm going on like a two week Alaska oh. cruise. Alaska. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm guessing that's going to be a little bit more chill than like the could be yeah a lot the, of i'm from juno and a lot of gray-haired people came off off the ship yeah, yeah lots so. of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your uh, jokes not ready. as much pink and purple no <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah um oh that's yeah, awesome I, mean, I, I think the audience maybe skews a little bit older uh for sure mm-hmm. um but uh you know I think, I don't know, I, I like the challenge of doing different types of audiences and and being like, all right, how do I how do I connect with this group of folks and how do I uh, make everybody, uh, you know, how do I bring everybody into yeah, this sure. and have fun and laugh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, so I did, I do a fair amount of college gigs too and I feel like I'm getting like, I feel like every year I feel like I'm going to age my, my way out of uh, the college market, but <laughs> yeah. I just did a show like a couple weeks ago at um, SUNY Polytechnic in New York and had an absolute blast. And the students were so fun. And I feel like I'm at this point, I'm like further away from them than I am compared to like older. Oh yeah. Like just uh, versus either age, but also just like life relatability uh, experience. Kind of. Yeah. Because even someone who's 70, like they're quite a bit older than me, but they may have like been married and had a family yeah. and raised kids. And like, we can connect on that level. Whereas like, um, the college crowd, like I'm in this like season of my life right now where like parenting is, is a, is a lot of my life mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of how I identify as like a dad. And then, you know, you go to a college and that's so far from these kids' minds, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. um, if they're going to, if we're not going to connect on that, like uh, that kind of level, it's because they're going to remember like when they're a kid and they're, they were the kid and their parent, like, you know that's what I mean? That's true. Yeah. That's what they would picture. Yeah. But so, you know, you just, you, you pick your material and you, and you, you connect uh that's the challenge right you gotta you go all right i gotta make this show a little different for these this group of people than with this group of people mm-hmm. so. so you're about to do a two-weeker to alaska 
Are you? Yeah, I I think it's uh, I think it's this. I'm not certain, but I think it's like a one week cruise, like two times back to back. Oh, cool! If you get to yeah, Juno, I'm... go to the Triangle Club and look up Leanne Thomas. <laughs> She's the owner. She's my best friend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tell her Wendy sent you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So before we get out of here, uh, any words on Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah. Um, you know, it's always disheartening to see uh, a a good comedian pass. I don't. Uh, I never had the opportunity to work with him, mm -hmm. um, but. I feel like comedy is it's like one degree of separation, right? If you don't, mm -hmm. if you haven't worked with somebody, then I know people who have, so mm. there's just like that yeah. one degree, but, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, he, he accomplished a lot. I, you know, with voiceovers and the, the yeah. Disney and the movies and, uh, and just his stand up too, and the roasts and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, whatever uh, you thought about his comedy, had uh, kind of a an iconic voice. He definitely you know, everyone did. recognized. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight and being on the podcast. Uh, you got dates uh, in Boise, Idaho at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, April 29th and 30th, 30th. at 8 p.m. You can get your tickets at loungeboise.com. Where are you headed after that? Uh you know what? I got my calendar right here. So I am, uh, I've got like a week off the next week. And then I leave for that, uh, that two week, uh, cruise thing, oh, which, awesome. uh, oh. I'm glad I, I don't have anything the weekend before. Cause I'm kind of anxious about, this will be the longest trip I will have, uh, oh. away from, uh, Miranda and the Family. kids. Oh, yeah. wow. I don't know. I want to say like three years. Oh so. my gosh. Wow. Yeah. You might feel yeah. that a bit and she might as yeah. well. <laughs> you might feel yeah. free. <laughs> <laughs> it might be hard. <laughs> I I think it's going to be, I know it's going to be challenging. Yeah. Uh, we've got some, you know, family support and stuff here. Um, Good. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a long one. So yeah, definitely. it'll go well. I'm sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you yeah. enjoy. I hope you get some good weather and enjoy the sights a bit, if you can. Yeah, exactly. So well, thank, thank you, you so again much. for coming on the show. Uh, we'll do our outro okay. and then we'll get out of here. I'm signing out. I'm signing off. I'm Chris Adams. I'm Wendy Moser. Hashtag get toasted. Stay toasted and thank you so much, Tyler, for being on Thanks the show a bunch. tonight. We appreciate it. Have My a great pleasure. night. Thank you.